welcome to Injected Podcast. We're injecting positive vibes into our lives. Um, I'm Diana. Hi everyone. <laughs> I'm Alexandra. <laughs> I feel like I got that right. <laughs> I feel like you said it really weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay though. I think it still works. I feel like I might have missed a word, but anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, okay um yeah hi everyone how's everyone doing this week i'm good um we went out last night everyone to um yes black girls living podcast live show to see the amazing beautiful gorgeous girls vic and jazz from black girls living they were actually really good like it was such good vibes Mm -hmm. i feel like that's one of the best that's no that is the best podcast show that i've been to yeah the best live show i think so and like i just think it's so lovely of them how they literally went around greeting everyone yeah (laughs) yeah they literally in the interval they were like we're going to say hello to everyone and say thank you for everyone to come in and Mm. it's just like you guys actually don't have to do that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we, we've all come to see you. Yeah, like, they really don't have to do that, but it was really nice of them. And, yeah, it was a great yeah. show. It was so intimate. Like, everyone was so nice to each other. And, like, you, mm-hmm. you obviously expect that when you go to an event like this anyway, but, like, everyone was just lovely. Um, and yeah. the show was good. It was, like, interactive. And um, they're so funny in real life. Like, they're naturally very yeah, funny. Yeah, they are... They are hilarious. Mm. They are so, they are, are just so hilarious. I just, like, I was just watching them. I was like, no, these girls are performers. They've been on stage before. Like, literally, the mm. way, like, the way they would, like, pause and just be there, like, mm. with the microphone, like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry. I just could not stop cracking up. Like, no, they I, no, I was literally screaming. Mm. Like, I don't even care. Like I was screaming at like, things and other people went and other people weren't laughing. I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm sorry. I find these girls hilarious. <laughs> like, they are so funny. Like is, they're, they're actually like comedians. Literally, they are literally like it, it was literally like they were doing stand-up. Mm. Like, yeah. They're they rehearsed yeah. it all. And like I was literally like, nah. Cause the way the way they were going on, yeah. And I'm just there like proper cackling and answering mm. stuff. That's literally how I listen to the podcast. Like I'll be like, mm. and I'll be like, no, no, you mean this. You mean this. Like literally with, with Black Girls Living because, um, you know, they tend to just like get get references wrong sometimes. <laughs> and like Vic will say like the wrong words for things all the time. Like this is no shade or anything. But like literally like they'll say the wrong words or they'll say the wrong thing. And I'll, and I'll be shouting, no, you mean this. You mean this. <laughs> like... They might not mean that. They might mean exactly what they said. But literally, I'll just be like, nah, you mean this. Nah, you mean, you mean this one. Nah, 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 nah. And like, the f- oh, sorry, like, I'm just going to come and say like my funniest moment. And this actually, so I won a comp, I won like um, the Black Girls Living giveaway, yeah. Mm. And basically I had to say what was my favourite moment of Black Girls Living. Mm. So my favourite moment was when, <laughs> like, so Vic and Jazz, they were talking about the underground, yeah. And um, they were talking about the mice on the underground. Mm. And um, Vic was like, aren't they um, the Hermines? And then uh, Jazz is like, Hermes. And, and like, <laughs> you know, she was just making fun of her. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, aren't they Hermines? Hermines. And then Jazz was like, Hermines? What, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, mice. Aren't they Aren't they Hermines? <laughs> and then Jazz is like, you mean Bermin? And I'm just like... <laughs> 
I remember when I when I when like I listened to that episode, I remember screaming. <laughs> Hermins. <laughs> Hermins. <laughs> She's like, oh, my Hermins. <laughs> Then it's just naturally funny. Oh, they say things and they don't hilarious. even realize. Yeah, literally. That literally. That. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and it was so nice to meet some of our faves, and mm. even like, okay, I know we got a few messages afterwards saying, "Oh, you think that you saw us?" Like, sorry, sorry that we didn't recognize <laughs> people either. Um, but yeah, like it was. But it's nice actually to be in the same vicinity to you guys who like listening yeah. to us. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, and uh, as well, gorgeous girls from I don't know, um, 2BH. Mm-hmm. I just keep saying 2BH in instead of TBH. Yeah. I always say to but, be honest, but it is, yeah, it's TBH. But I, yeah, but I feel like it's easy to say to be honest, isn't it? Yeah, that just rolls off my tongue because I'm in the middle of saying to be honest and TBH. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was so great to meet, um, uh, Michelle and Veronica mm. yesterday in person. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was such it was such good vibes. It was a really nice night. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well, Chanel from Books and Caffeine and Podcasts. So great to meet you also. Um, yeah. Love yeah, it. It was a nice night. It was such a good yeah, night. Um, but yeah, I feel like everyone, everyone was um everyone was just excited, everyone was happy. It was nice. Yeah. Um, it was a nice Sunday. It was, it was a nice Sunday, literally, yeah. Um, oh, I just wanted to quickly, like, yeah, get get into. Okay, so, like, I just want to just do a quick, just overview of my thoughts of on you. If you guys haven't finished watching it, I, I'm not <laughs> going to give any spoilers because I just don't really feel like, I don't really feel like there's anything to actually friggin', um... <sighs> I don't think there's anything for me to actually kind of say on it, on on the program mm. as a whole. But I just want to quickly just get onto this. Like, I don't know what it is about this series that just keeps us hooked every time, <laughs> because just like there's a lot of madness going on. But mm. I feel like I watched for for Penn Badgley. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't know what it is about him, but I just like him. <laughs> like. I just like him and it's just and he's just so mad and mm. I don't know why I like him I just feel like it's weird that I like him I I like him as an actor but I I don't fancy him like everyone else fancies him like, I think I he's attractive him. but I, I'm not I, I'm not into him like that like everyone else I think I think I fancy him because he's skinny and creepy I think that's what I, what I fancy about him oh is that your type <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Skinny, creepy. Yeah. yeah. Square head. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. I've had a few square heads in my in my past. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I think I think maybe. Cuz like yeah, I don't I don't mind a skinny guy to be honest. Mm. Yeah. But maybe so I don't know what it is. Huh? Yeah, one that I, doesn't murder. Yeah, I know, but I feel like even the fact that he's a psycho, I feel like that's attractive about his character. Stop it! Oh my god, <laughs> get out! <laughs> I feel 
like because he's a psycho that's what's attractive about him anyway everyone in this everyone in this season everyone is mad all of them mm. and i just feel like joe needs to leave black women alone i just think he just should stay away from them completely yeah and because yeah. we don't need to be dragged into his foolishness we don't <laughs> <laughs> but even when he actually are we giving off spoilers any spoilers um i wasn't really going to give spoilers because it did only yeah, come out on okay. friday <laughs> yeah i know and we've both binged it <laughs> like that was something i knew i was gonna binge but yeah it did yeah, only come out on friday too. so i feel like we should we should leave the spoilers but yeah. um yeah i just think every character in this is mad though i think the acting is actually really good i actually I really like acting. I I really like the the suburban mixed race mm. girl. Yeah. What's same. her name? Sherry. I yeah. really like her. <laughs> and like <laughs> when it comes to the end, it's like no. I really really like her. Like I just like her character. I like that she's doing this whole fake momfluencer bullshit. Mm. I just yeah. I just like her. I like her character. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm glad that. Yeah, I just like her character. Um, and I just cannot stand love. I just feel like she's the epitome of white woman privilege. I just, I feel like that's exactly mm. what she is. And she really just does my heading all the time. She definitely played on it as well a lot. Like the innocent she like, really did. and flustered look. She was always oh, going she's for always that. always the victim. Yeah. She's always the victim. Yeah. She was really making me be on Joe's side. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole way through, I was like, nah. Nah, like there's something wrong with you. Like, like Joe's actually been all right. He actually hasn't done nothing. <laughs> that's that's but just really? that basically tells you how good the script is and the characters yeah. are and the acting is. Where yes. like, you end up liking the main character who the, is actually the most violent who is a character. Killer. Yeah, <laughs> they're both no, serial I'm, killers, aren't they? Yeah, but this is the thing. I don't know if Joe is the most violent. I just feel like. Joe is just more calculated and calm and rational about it. <laughs> rational. <laughs> but like, that's the thing, like, this is what's so good about the script because like, you're always hearing Joe's thoughts and his narration. Yeah. And like, the so way good. he convinces himself about things. Yeah. I don't know how, like, and like, which he's been doing since season one. Mm. I don't know how we're on his side. <laughs> Like, yeah, same. But I like how um, he's always trying to get two steps ahead of everyone. He's like, oh, yes. they, they know this about me is. already. So let me do, say this to change their mind. Like, he's very clever. Yeah. I love it. Like, I think he is two steps ahead of everyone. Mm. And I just feel like it's actually kind of scary because it's like, okay, Joe is actually a sociopath. Mm. And it's just like, is this how, like, is this how serial killers are thinking? Like, obviously not all sociopaths are, are serial killers or murderers obviously yeah. but like i'm just like say say if you were a murderer or a serial killer this is now nah, i don't know if this is gonna work you know i mm. think i need to find these headphones okay um okay. hold on give me two seconds i'm just gonna put it okay hold on let me finish off my thought anyway um yeah i just feel like is this how serial killers are really like, but like, and stalkers are really just kind of going through mm. and calculating and figuring out and deciding how to do, because watching it is very scary because it's like, oh my God, now is he giving ideas to 
to see to stalkers and serial killers. But then my friends actually said to me, he was like, Oh no, if the, if you're a stalker or a serial killer, you would already know that information. He was like, there's a, he was mm. like, oh, there's a whole dark web out there, babe. And I was like, oh shit. Like, you yeah. don't have to scare me like that. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's scary to watch. But then I think mm. it's also good because it's like, don't put your whole life on social media. <laughs> true, true. Because they can get, ev- like he literally doesn't have to do much searching to get everything. About it's scary everything. though because anyone could do that about anyone like if you've yeah. got LinkedIn people can find your job if you've got yes. um, like Instagram people can see all of your friends potentially your family Facebook the mm-hmm. same they can work out your age from yeah. Facebook um, yeah. and your location it is just it is crazy and they like you can even tell by people's Instagram like what kind of festivals they go to what raves they go to what events they go mm-hmm. to and you can probably track them down like I, I know yeah. it's scary to Easy. think about but yeah, it's very easy and like stalking is probably made so much easier now in twenty twenty one. Yeah, with social like, media, definitely. Yeah. Tag your location like, everywhere. Um, but this is this is the thing because this is why they keep saying and like with traveling, they always say don't post, um, don't be posting stories in real time. Mm. Like you can't be posting anything in real time. Post it like when you're home or after the event. Like so, when it comes to traveling, when I was away, I. Actually, I posted like when when I was in Malta, I posted when I got home. Mm. So like people thought I was still away or I would post everything a day late. Yeah. But then, yeah. so just so like, I'm not in that place when I'm posting kind of thing. Um, And I didn't really, and I, when I was, yeah, I didn't post like what hostel I was in or anything like that. So like people didn't know those areas. I only posted the tourist attractions I was at kind of thing. Mm. Um, Yeah, and I didn't really tag the areas too tough. So yeah, yeah like yeah. this is the thing with with geotagging and and locations, guys. You need to be careful because it's so easy for PC even find you in real time, and to be yeah. and like literally when so when I was posting everything for Malta, like I got people. So when I'm posting, and same with Mykonos as well, I had people being like, "Oh, I'm in Malta. Where are you staying?" Or I'm yeah. in, or random DMs. Got, yeah, so I got a lot of DMs being like, "Oh, I'm in Malta at the moment. How long are you in Malta for?" Blah 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 by by men. And the same with Mykonos. I got a lot of mm. like, "Oh, be- hi, beautiful. I'm in Mykonos. How long are you in Mykonos for?" And it's like these times I'm already in the UK, but like, mm. see how these people like they're seeing you post. They don't follow you. You don't follow them, mm-hmm. but they've gone on your location on your post. Seeing that you got a nice body, come back to that from last week. Anyway, <laughs> seeing that you got a nice body, and now they want to be in your DMs, being like, "Oh, how long are you here for? Like, where yeah. are you staying?" Yeah. And it's like, "Excuse me, I don't know you." And you know that's how Pop Smoke <coughs> died as well. Like he tagged his location mm. in some like mansion, and then people found him and shot him. Like within a few, but wasn't like, he half an hour? Yeah, I think so. But he he tagged his location, or something happened where it was obvious where he was. People mm. tracked him down. Like n- know that he went from A to B. Tracked him down and shot him, and he he died. No, but like, didn't they go to rob him? They robbed. They went to rob his house and they shot him while they were robbing his house. I think so. Yeah, but they knew yeah. he was home because he was posting so much. Yeah. But then it's like, why are you robbing his house when he's at home? Rob his house when he's not there. Yeah, but why do they know that? You, why? Why do people know where you live? Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't like kind of have. Yeah, you you can't have your location on your address on your house. No. Nah. Nah. Because nah. that's the thing. Like, obviously, because. 
my workplace is obviously on LinkedIn, but I I purposely haven't put it on anything else. Because mm. I'm just like, oh, I won't I won't write down where I work on every social media. If like if I'm talking to someone, then they can ask me. Yeah. Um, and yeah. even like on, on dating apps, because it's like on Hinge it has oh, you work here, right here, mm. kind of thing. And it's like, I'm not going to put the company that I work at on my hinge for these crazy guys who I don't want to respond to, to turn up like, Obviously, <laughs> Yeah, obviously it's a bit hard to turn up at my workplace because it's quite a big building. But <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got to say on you. There was no spoilers for you there, guys. So enjoy mm-hmm. watching, enjoy watching that madness. I really don't want to see another season. I don't think there needs to be another season. I feel it like not, it's it even ended nice. The way yeah. it ended, I could be happy with it ending like that. Me too. It's just like, Me too. Oh, what's gonna happen? Oh, I don't know, and and I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, yeah. and I don't care. <laughs> and I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't want to know yeah. what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, but yeah, just. Leave us alone. Leave <laughs> us alone. Please. Like, get off our yeah. necks. We don't need this for another October. We don't need this for another October. Like, no. It was it's perfect. Just, it's for me, much. it was perfect. Like, yeah. don't do anything else with it. And I feel like every season of you as well, it's a, it's a very interesting and captivating watch, but mm. they're not rememberable. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're all kind of blur into one. Yeah. Because there's so much death. <laughs> there's so much murder. It's probably your brain's like trauma response. It's like, block it out, block it out. I don't want to see this. <laughs> Literally, like, yeah. It's like, it's just too much. Too yeah. much is happening. Too much is going on. <laughs> and it's like, oh, babe, like, please seek help mm. somewhere. Like, like. But it's like, this series, they do seek help. No, no, no. Because Joe, well, Joe went to the therapist in the first season too. Because <laughs> he went to he went to Beck's therapist. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was stalking her. That's so, so he's funny. used to going to therapy. <laughs> but no, like I just feel like because then weren't seeking help. <laughs> uh, sorry, let's not talk too much to give away anything. Mm. <laughs> like that. Nah. Nah, they're both mad but like I just feel like no I don't I don't even want to say this because I don't nah. want to I don't want to allude to anything for you guys so yeah let's just finish on that so <laughs> Matt Hancock <laughs> I'm kind of fed up of talking about this guy but Alex really wanted to talk <laughs> no just I mad. just I just wanted to mention it because I just think it's hilarious I just think yeah like it is funny this guy, yeah, I don't know what what is wrong with this guy. What is in this guy's <laughs> head, yeah? But this guy comes and like you know he's just so stupid to go and tweet this, tweet this before mm. there's any confirmation. But this guy goes in the space of what is it a week? First, yeah, he tweets being like honored to be appointed United Nations Special Representative. Is that even mm. a job title? What the fuck does that mean? And he goes, I'll be no. working with the UN. And so he even tags them. He goes, I'll be working with the at UN at ECA underscore official to help African economic recovery from the pandemic and promote sustainable development. 
these times you were just fired from being the health mm. secretary <laughs> because you were up doing a fair in the office. Breaking social distancing woman. rules. Breaking the social distancing rules that you put in place. But somehow you think that you can help the help, help African economic recovery, a whole continent. Mm. You are going to be in charge of the reco- of the economic recovery, recovery from the pandemic of a whole continent. A continent Whereas that you he couldn't doesn't really even have experience working with. <laughs> like exactly. In the past. Yeah. Hmm. And I just, this was just mad. Like everyone's just like, if failing upwards was, mm. <laughs> was a person, this guy, this guy has managed mm-hmm. to do it. However, yeah. this guy is so much of a fool that um, he didn't actually have this job. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, like let me let me find where it says that. Oh, Matt Hancock. It, sorry, no, you don't. I've no, got something not. here. Okay, go on. It says a rule has come to light which prevents Matt Hancock from taking the job as he's an MP. And if you're an MP, you can't also do this random job that no one has ever heard of before. <laughs> it gives me the job gives me the vibe of like you know when you you watch American films and like. There's the towel, the towel boys and the towel girls that run around with, yeah. with towels when they really want to be on the team, but they're not good enough to be on the team anymore <laughs> for some reason, or they were never good enough to be on the team. Well, there's always when you get those, you know, those sports stories and like, oh, so this happens a lot of anime where you've got these mm. sports stories, but you've got the underdog who's always really short. So they can't really be playing, <laughs> playing basketball or they shouldn't really be playing volleyball. Okay. Yeah. The most recent anime um, sports animal anime that I've watched is Haiku. It's actually mm. sick. Like and it's, it's, it's them playing boys <laughs> volleyball in high school, but it's sick. It's so good. Anyway, yeah, and um, yeah, and it's got the underdog, and you know he's too short, and he's he's Mm. not tall enough to be a volleyball player, but you know he's got the spirit and the energy to be on the team. There's always one or a few. Literally, yeah. I like an underdog story, but not Matt Hancock though. Carry on. (laughs) Yeah. So. that's that's literally it. That's all they said about him not getting the role. That is because of the clash between his MP role. So hmm. how is this guy still an MP? Like oh, I don't understand <laughs> politics anyway. Who's, like, now, did you watch that video of him um, going walking around his constituency? It's so funny. Like it no. was it was probably like last month. So he lost his job and everything else. But last month there when was he's, um, when he's sprinting away from the journalists. No, no, it's like a nice video that his, obviously his team have put together of they filmed him walking around his town, talking to people and they're like, you've done a fantastic job, sir. And he's like, yeah, oh, well, yeah you I sent just it to did me. what any any good man would do. And like just stupid lines, like he's fucking, <laughs> like he's Captain America or something. <laughs> like he's Iron Man and he's just he saved wishes. the city. It's so funny. <laughs> that's what, that's what um, special representative. <laughs> <laughs> It's just oh, it's he was very... out ready to be white savior in Africa. Yeah. Oh my god. Imagine videos of him going around picking up naked African babies. Oh, fucking hell. This I is all after. But like, this is all after they were all being like, "Why isn't COVID in Africa? Mm. Why is you it know? not there yet? Why is it not there yet? Because we want to make sure that they find it hard to get the vaccine. So you know, mm. we want the third world countries to." To suffer from the pandemic why why isn't covid in africa 
the white people are still going there. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's you lot in this UK who is spreading it around the world. Yeah, it was us. <laughs> it was. You lot were still going to China and Italy, knowing mm. that it was there, knowing you had COVID, then trying to go to the Caribbean oh. when you're positive. You know, Ooh, like I think people. Jamaica's still on lockdown. Like you can't even, you can't get in. And they, they have curfews mm. every night now. Oh, do they still? Yeah. yeah. I know, like a lot of the Caribbean is like, is mm-hmm. yeah, you can't really do much. It's open to travel too, though. I need to check the mm-hmm. rules in Jamaica. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I think um, at the moment there's a curfew at a certain time of night. Yeah. Um, which is fair enough. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm sorry that like they can't deal, like the thing is, it's good that these countries were being serious about it because... You can't deal with the pandemic on these small islands when they don't have yeah. the infrastructure in place. And also it's like, I think it's good because as well, like at least the Caribbean countries are taking it seriously when a lot of the Caribbean mm-hmm. people in this UK aren't. <laughs> a lot or, of the people just there, want though, to are anti-vaxxers. They don't want to get vaccinated because... Um, what, I'm in the Caribbean the- or here? In the Caribbean, because I don't think they've they? seen the severity of it. Like, whereas we've seen it firsthand. I've, look, no, I've thought it's. I don't know because I haven't heard from people in the Caribbean not wanting to get vaccinated because mm. I don't. I don't think the vaccines are as there just yet. There, there's the. They've got the Johnson and Johnson one in Jamaica, and that's <laughs> then just of a course one. they're not taking it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why, why take Johnson and Johnson when they were killing black people, giving black people cancer for years through talcum powder? No. I was saying this to my dad and he was like, no way. I was like, yeah, like what? my auntie just took the vaccine. I was like, why is she, why that one? And that's the only one they've got at the moment, I think. I think they're just that's introducing why. Pfizer and AstraZeneca now. This is the thing because like the vaccines are getting there late anyway. Mm. So of course, of course, like, okay, I would, yeah, that's fair enough. But I don't think they're anti-vaxxers because of that. Like if the vaccines aren't, <laughs> if the vaccine that they're giving to the queen isn't there, then why, why should I take it if the queen ain't taking it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. The, the queen took AstraZeneca. Like, but did she? Yeah. yeah, the queen took AstraZeneca, but um, mm, I didn't take that. Yeah, yeah, I took Pfizer, but like, mm. um, I just took what they gave me, man. I was going, I'm trying to, yeah, trying to go away <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like, nah, just yeah, so I like, I don't think, I don't know, if, I don't, well, I don't know, I need to, I need to talk to more people and ask them, mm. but um, yeah, but like. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say anything anything more. I just like yeah, tired conversation. Mm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, Matt Hancock, I'm sorry that you lost your new fake job. It wasn't a real job. It didn't sound like it was a real title either. I think someone whoever gave you that information, probably Dominic Cummins, um, <laughs> they they were just um, you know, Joking. It was a joke. It was a joke. And you decided that you take it seriously and tweet about it. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, yeah. other topics, more bad news for our country. Um, actually, this isn't even well, funny. Actually, the Matt um, Hancock thing, you know, it was yeah, bad news and good, good news. news. Yeah. yeah. That's good news. <laughs> you know, he's not failing upwards. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> he was an ex- how do you I'm sorry how do you take to Twitter announcing you're accepting the job but you haven't accepted the job from the people I don't yeah, get it like he hasn't actually received the job 
he hasn't found a contract. Like he's just had the a rumor. Guy is mad. Oh, mm. okay. Enough. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Yeah. So um, austerity in England has um, basically got very very bad. So austerity is basically definition here: difficult economic conditions created by the government um, to which measures. Oh, right. Let me just rewind. (laughs) (laughs) Difficult economic conditions created by governments um, to basically reduce public expenditure. So in England, um, deaths linked to to austerity have um, exceeded what kind of was predicted. So over 50,000 people have died in five years um, because they're not receiving... Um, like because of the cuts to NHS, because um, cuts to public health and social care, mm-hmm. um, thousands of people have died in our country in the last five years, um, which is so scary. Um, do you think that you relates to? A cons- do you think that relates to a conservative government? Then that's what people were saying since David Cameron introduced certain cuts and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, that's what the article that I read is basically saying. Um, but you can even tell, like, if you call an ambulance. It I takes had to call ages. an ambulance. Um, when was this? It was a couple... It was not last year. It was the year before. My mum basically fell down the stairs on a ladder. Oh, no. Like she, Our loft is at the top of the stairs, which is the worst positioning for a loft ever. But yeah, she yeah. had to, like, balance the ladder. And she was in a rush, like, putting away Christmas decorations. It's good if you want a loft conversion, though. Sorry. Is it? <laughs> What, well, if yeah, because if it's above the stairs, because you can just um, carry on the staircase, yeah. right? That's true, actually. Yeah, but it's a bit. It's it's anyway, a bit of an it's awkward dangerous, position. Though. Yeah, yeah, carry on. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's very dangerous. And she was rushing, and the ladder slipped, and my mum fell down the stairs with the ladder and oh, no. hit her head at the bottom of the <gasps> stairs. And oh, no. um, she was obviously she was conscious and stuff, but I was so worried because she had a massive, massive bruise on her head, mm-hmm. and. Um, I called an ambulance at first because I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like, what do I do? Called an ambulance, and they were like, "Well, if she's if she's breathing, then it's not an emergency. So we recommend you driving up here um, because she's going to have to wait like hours and hours for an ambulance." I was like, "For fuck's sake!" She have to wait hours and hours in A and E. Yeah, exactly. So I I drove I drove to the hospital, and like, luckily she was fine. Everything was fine. But just another example in a workplace I was in, an old man Mm -hmm. fell over, and he was like near retirement like 65 or something he fell over he broke his hip and we called for an ambulance and he he knew he'd broken his hip I was like he was like I can feel it I can feel it we called an ambulance he was laying on the floor and they were like sorry you're gonna have to wait four hours for an ambulance four hours broke his hip (laughs) in it for fuck's sake you know what though um just as a tip guys um if you have one of these emergencies that they are classing as not emergencies mm. um call 111 because you'll get an appointment mm. so if you call 111 instead of um instead of dialing 999 or after you've dialed 999 and they've said it's not an emergency call 111 say okay look this has happened blah 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 all of this they'll get you an appointment for that day and then you don't have to wait in A&E um mm. yeah and that will be much quicker and much easier than driving driving to any um yeah so that's just that's just a quick tip from me yeah. um because basically 111 someone will talk to you on the phone they'll kind of like decide how severe it is then mm. they'll get you in contact with a doctor 
the doctor will a doctor has to call you back that day the doctor will call mm-hmm. you back that day they'll decide um what you need and if you need to come in obviously if it's serious then they'll book you an appointment for that day for you to mm-hmm. come in um that's good that's yeah good. so and then that basically it's like the appointment is in is basically you go to mm-hmm. A&E but the but you've got an appointment so you'll be mm-hmm. seen quicker instead of having to wait how many hours yeah that's good to know that there's an appointment yeah there already because waiting in A&E is just awful mm-hmm. um but what else uh, one last example so my mum works um in a college and last week one of the cleaners had a heart attack or a stroke um oh, wow. in the morning oh, and because gosh. she was only at the beginning stages of a stroke they recommended that someone drove her to the hospital rather than sending out an ambulance because they said one won't be ready for another two hours. And it's like, yeah. these are the instances when you're told, like call an ambulance, someone is having a stroke. Like yeah. these are like the life exactly. or death things that it, you're told they about. They had a whole acronym, FAST, about yeah. face, arms, um, face, arms, react, react and time. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> like their and FAST you, acronym means nothing like, now. Literally, <laughs> so you do the first three... Wait, react? I don't think it's react then. Wait, what is it? Face. Fa- what's it called? Arms fast for yeah. stroke for a stroke. It's face arms. Then it's something with your S. sight. Face arms speech. Vision? Oh, face speech. arms speech. <laughs> then time and time is when you have to react. It's time yeah. to react. So <laughs> you're meant to call nine nine nine, but nine 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 takes too long. <laughs> It's mad. The ambulance but, um, is going to take four hours. This isn't to discourage anyone also from calling 999, but... No, um, but like, if you know another number that you can call so you can actually yeah, get like... Yeah. And as well, it depends on what area you're in because like when my... Um, and I think it depends kind of like on safe, safe, like you already have someone who's in care and stuff. Usually the ambulances kind of know that they need to go mm. to these addresses kind of thing. Because when it was with like... Um, my sister's boyfriend, like with his dad, um, his dad was basically kind of being cared for by the family and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, they used to just call ambulances all the time and they would come and they, 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 wouldn't, they would come quite quick. Like the paramedics would come quite quick um, just to make sure and like just to check. And, and like, and he even called the ambulance when he had COVID. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just... <laughs> <laughs> just to check right so Aww. um yeah and i and they they just came um but yeah guys if if 999 ain't working call 111 because like you can't be messing around with strokes like yeah no nah, it's crazy nah. um yeah, yeah yeah be careful um, but, um yeah so also on top of this um life expectancy improvements have slowed down so mm-hmm. our life expectancy was supposed to be increasing so we were meant to be living longer by this stage mm-hmm. um considering we're living in like a first world country and we've got so much like you know access to to different things but yeah. like it, it slowed down because of the cuts and on top of that um life expectancy for women fell in almost one in five communities um and the oh, worst wow. hit areas for this are urban cities in the north, so like Blackpool and places like that, which is just so sad. Like it life expectancy is falling across our country <laughs> because of cuts. That's madness. And you that can is... imagine the people hit are gonna be the poor people. 
of and course. the people that can't get to the hospitals quick mm-hmm. and access this kind of stuff. So yeah. yeah, it's very very sad. And like the thing is, it does it these things it hits outside of London, but then it's like mm. this government just ignores it because it's not it's not London on their doorstep. Yeah, yeah, and it's just weird. I just it's just weird and like I'm sorry like but the thing is is that majority of the UK outside London went and voted for a conservative government because you don't because you guys don't know what you're voting for and look what and look what's going on like don't don't be thinking that you know all of the all of the things that's happening knock on effect the the slow response to COVID that they are now even um they're now looking into and researching Mm. and actually putting a report together that this government was too slow to act on COVID, which they were. How, because we have like the highest, one of the mm. highest death rates. As it's a, crazy. As one of the it's first crazy. world, first world countries. Yeah. We have With like the, best health the highest, the highest death mm. rate. And we are, we are a small country guys. We are a small island. This UK mm. is small. It's small. Like how do we have one of the highest death rates that's that is ridiculous and i'm sorry look we need to and at the end of the day we can blame this government we can blame boris johnson because he thought it was a joke he's even Mm. had covid two three times the guy is fucked off on holiday right now so so please guys we can blame this government they are they are having a laugh that they they are joking with with our lives. They are on WhatsApp with with each other. Like I I still can't yeah. get over the way that he kind of just said, "Oh, it's only killing off old people, so it doesn't matter." You, you yeah. realize that's ageist. Like but that's the thing discrimination. Is, you know, you know what's disgusting is that he even said it when all of this was happening, when all this was starting, mm. and they didn't want to announce no lockdowns, so didn't want to announce anything. Yeah, wasting time, wasting time. He said in the press conference, um. I think some of you have to come to terms with that you might lose your grandparents. It's like, excuse me. What do you mean? Our country is the only country that's saying shit like that. And America with Trump. It's like Ugh. all these other countries would not say shit like that. It's <laughs> fucking horrible. What, what do you mean? Oh, come to terms with you might lose your grandma. Like, excuse me, Boris Johnson. And didn't he lose his mother or something from COVID? I don't know. I don't feel like he was even impacted. Like, no, his mum died, but not from COVID. His mum died oh, from something I, else. Oh, I thought she died of COVID. Oh, maybe, maybe. Sorry. Yeah, but no, the guy is sure. heartless anyway. He probably don't even care. It is just sickening though. Because, it, sorry, it's not even grandparents. It's people's parents, people's siblings. Like I know people, yeah. I know someone in their 20s who died from COVID mm-hmm. with no underlying health conditions. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's serious and it's not it something to be joked about. Or, it's not. You know, by, by reducing it to, oh, it's only old people. And also by saying it's only people with existing health conditions. Mm-hmm. That's ableist because, I'm sorry, we can't just say, yeah. oh, you're diabetic, so you might die. Like, how fucking no. wrong is that? Exactly. you got asthma, so you might die. Yeah. Like, that's but not how you it, treat but then, people. But then the thing is, like, when people come who have asthma asking, oh, can I be eligible for this? What what have you got in place for me? Oh, well, we don't really have anything. And it's like, excuse me, they're saying yeah. that they're saying if I'm asthmatic that I should that I should be scared. So why can't why can't I go get my vaccine early? Oh, yeah, we're not doing mm. that. I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. This is yeah. bullshit. Yeah. I'm sorry. And as well, on top of that, actually, I've got asthma and I'm black. I've been told that 
that black yeah. people are dying more. So what are you doing? And like even like my my cousin um like he was saying this the other day about how like he said to his workplace, he was like, Look, I'm not comfortable coming back. He said that he wasn't coming he wasn't comfortable going back to work and they were trying mm. to be like, No, 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 you have to go back, you have to go back and he was like, No. And he was like, What are you guys putting in place for black minority ethnic people? Because at the end of the day, like They've said that we're dying, we're dying at a proportionally higher rate. What are you putting in yeah. place for black ethnic minority people? I don't feel comfortable coming to work because at the end of the day, I'm black and I've got mm. um and my mother in law is is elderly and I'm I need to be protecting my family. Yeah. And I, and he yeah. went out and said that he's like at the end of the day, this is my social bubble. I need to be looking after mm. my mother in law as well, just checking in on her, mm-hmm. making sure that she's okay. And look, I don't see what you are putting in place for black minority ethnic. Like mm. this was obviously before the vaccines were in place and stuff like that, because like he got he got the vaccine first because he was considered frontline worker. So he, he yeah. went and got his vaccine straight away because of his mother-in-law, obviously. And as well, mm. like because um, my family, they knew I was on getting vaccines because they're, they're not mm. like, I'm sick of this rubbish. Like, let me get my vaccines. And yeah. as well, at the end of the day, like, I do have asthma. I'm not, and I'm not trying to joke with this. Like, I'm not trying. Yeah, I'm not trying to chance same. it. Like, luckily, thank God, I haven't had COVID that I know of. Mm. That I know yeah. of, and yeah. um, yeah. But like, I wasn't chancing. I w- I'm not going to chance it. Why should I chance things? There's a vaccine out there. Why should I chance it? I've had every other vaccine under under yeah. the sun. Why would Literally. I chance it with this one? If white people are getting it, it's fine. Like, yeah. Like, I, I just feel like there's no point being like, oh, yeah, well, what are they putting into it? I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Look, if white people are getting it, it's fine. Look, most of these mm-hmm. vaccines have been here long time. They've already been tested. They've already been done. A lot of these, a lot of these viruses have been around a long time. They've already been tested. They've already been done. It's just this random strain of the virus, like that, has just gone mm-hmm. out of control. So, like, guys, like, in my opinion, like, that's not. I do believe like have your choice of what you want to do. If you don't want to get a vaccine, fine. That's fine. That's your choice. You don't want to do that. Like I don't, and I don't think, I think you should do what you want and what you choose to do. However, like just say that, oh, I don't, I don't want to get it right now. Okay. That, that, and just have that, leave that Mm -hmm. as your decision and your excuse. Don't be telling me about, oh, I don't know what's in it. Look, Guys, are, yeah. are you a medical expert? Like, did you work? Are are you? Do you work on making vaccinations? Do you even know understand what goes into it? No, yeah, so like, then I stop don't even talking. know what's in it. But like, you don't know what's in your McDonald's burger. You don't know <laughs> what's in. You don't know what's in your paracetamol and your cowpole. Yeah. But you you still mm-hmm. you're fine exactly. with that. So why? And the same with this norepinephrine because. Count? Like yeah. <laughs> there's there's been a lot of there's um there's been a lot of cases where people who are, have been taking a lot of norepinephrine as painkillers or whatever, and then they they get um problems with their with their bowel and um intestines oh. and stuff because it's it happened to my cousin it happened to my older cousin and then also it all it almost happened to my younger cousin as well um and my my older cousin she was in hospital from this mm. and it's like i'm sorry you guys are taking taking modern medicine all the time but you want to shout shout about vaccine yeah yeah and i'm just i'm just worried that this might kind of cause a generation of parents who don't want to vaccinate their children at all because all of a sudden now they're all experts of what's in vaccines mm-hmm. and it's like <sighs> no it's your choice but like i'm sorry 
these vaccines have been here for a reason. And there's a reason why we've been vaccinated against things. There's a reason why we have the TB jab, like the cervical screening, um, cervical screening mm-hmm. jab, you know, like, yeah. Oh, and I'll also remind you guys to get your smear test as well. Cause that's another, that's a reminder for me. <laughs> so I still haven't booked mine. Um, I'll give you guys an update when I book it as well. <laughs> just just mm. so we can yeah, all keep on top of it. it yeah. Just so we can all keep on top of it. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's, that's enough on, that's enough on vaccines. So sorry. Yeah. So next topic, I just want to run through this quickly because you lot know I'm vegan and uh, animals mm-hmm. are close to my heart. <laughs> animals are close to my heart too. Mm, and close to your plate and your fork. Mm, yeah. So circle of life, baby. <laughs> anyway, before I get angry, no, I'm joking. Um, so there's this guy, his name's Chris Packman, and he is a vegan environmentalist activist and BBC presenter. And his house has basically he, he's he's just being like attacked by I don't know who, but people there was an arson attack at his house, like in his front, what do you call it? Front drive. Someone like set fire to his big gates, like where you come into the house, like big wooden gate things. And they also set fire to his car um, because he's been advocating for animal animal rights. Um, and he's been advocating against fox hunting. So um, I just think it's kind of, and he's also been getting dead animals on his doorstep like dead foxes dead badgers dead um birds or shit like that um which i just find it crazy um because he he's basically what i've read is the assumption that it it is all of this stuff is happening due to him talking against fox hunting so people who are fox hunters are doing this potentially which is also very sad because it's illegal in our country to hunt foxes um, for sport. I, I'm not sure if it's 100% banned, but for sport, it's banned. And people still try and mm-hmm. get around doing it for sport. So what they do is they like set hounds on foxes across like fields, like national trust fields and things like that are supposed to be protected land. And mm-hmm. um, the dogs chase the foxes and basically rip the foxes to shreds and like the men That's are all disgusting. on horseback this is why in, like, I don't like reds. dogs <laughs> they scare me like certain dogs scare me that like run all dogs. quick <laughs> no I, oh my gosh the other day yeah yeah like, I was just walking from the train station and then these two dogs start scrapping proper fighting oh bites 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 and I was just I don't like, like that. and I was just like and like the owner so the owner of one of the dogs was trying to drag his dog away because this mm. random black dog like it was one of those, you know, those black dogs that are quite fluffy and they look like they they look like they should be cute, but obviously they're pure evil. Like literally, <laughs> this one just literally ran across the road from the car that came attacking mm-hmm. this dog. Yeah, a, a scary looking dog. Yeah, but like they were both quite the same, similar size. Ran across, started scrapping with this dog. The owner literally was trying to drag the dog away. Well, no. First, his daughter was holding their dog first and then he had to go Mm. and grab hold of their leash instead and he had to put his foot, like basically put his foot in between the other dog that was attacking their dog, trying to separate them. Then you see this woman from across the road, she's there walking over to to collect her demon dog. I was like, what is this? And I was literally trying, I had to like stand away like because I was like I ain't I ain't trying to go 
past these scrapping dogs on the pathway for them to come after, for them to start yeah. biting my ankles. I don't, I don't think so. Nah, dogs Honestly, are disgusting. Dog, dog attacks are quite common, you know. Like I'm thinking, I know a couple of stories where people's <laughs> dogs have been killed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because literally um, a guy from my work, it was like, it was like going to be his last day, yeah. Mm. And then he messaged saying, oh, I'm going to be late because a dog bit me. <laughs> and he, oh had to go, he had to go to hospital just in case to see if he had to get a jab because oh, the dog bit him in the babies. ankle. And literally, like, the dog bit him in the ankle and actually drew blood. And I was just like, a dog oh. bit you. I was like, nah, this is mad. And that was the same week that a girl was holding a pigeon. Like, <laughs> just... <What? laughs> in the office. <laughs> No, 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 not in the... This is um, at the museum. Like, she she was holding a pigeon just outside the security entrance because security wouldn't let her in the museum because she <laughs> had this pigeon. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> that was all in the same week. I was like, what madness is this? Like, I don't know what's going on with this museum now, mm. but, like, everyone's just a bit mad. <laughs> like, anyway, carry on. <laughs> Dog attacks common. I can't, even, I can't remember what I'm saying because I'm thinking of a pigeon story, but that, I'm going to say that for another day because <laughs> it's not for today. Um, um, but yeah, what what I was kind of what I wanted to like raise here was, isn't it crazy? Like when when something like this is evidently not a sport for working class people or not mm-hmm. a sport uh, for people at least that I would have gone to school with I know no one that is into this kind of shit like it's for people that live out in the countryside that have a lot of money um, usually white men um, it's not even necessary it, that they live in the countryside nah in it they probably travel out travel out there yeah um, they'll have they'll have their their other their second houses yeah there. yeah but um yeah I just find it crazy how it's kind of like normalized for people to be hunting animals like hunting foxes and hunting even birds and pheasants and stuff that's very normal for um like rich people we don't see it as that problematic but when we hear that a working class person has like killed a cat or you know done something abusive to an animal it's always like they're disgusting and they're like they're potentially a killer they're a, they're a serial killer in the making especially with children it's like mm. this kid has just killed like a rat actually kids don't really play with rats <laughs> they've killed like the neighborhood the kid cat has killed a rat okay look rats <laughs> need to be killed anyway um okay look not so, with your what- hands ew okay anyway mm. like basically my opinion on this basically at the end of the day, just like with everything else, if it's the sport for rich white men, they ain't gonna be they ain't gonna be reporting on this. Of course they're not gonna mm. be reporting. Of course the police ain't gonna be trying to help out this guy who reports who is um against fox hunting because they all yeah. they they're all involved in fox hunting. Also the whole mm-hmm. thing with the um basically it's seen as like okay, foxes, badgers, all of those because they're not obviously they're not domesticated animals they're seen mm. as as vermin but like i mm. i don't know are foxes protected i think foxes and badgers and stuff they are, are actually protected but like things like squirrels are not because squirrels are actually squirrels are actually vermin and um there's yeah, too many of them are. because like um <laughs> Oh my gosh! Sometimes when I see people trying to feed squirrels, I'm like, "Are you okay?" Like, you know, oh, they are vicious. I don't think they're that. They're that like grim. They're, like, if you go dead. somewhere in a forest, then I think when they're in cities, I'm a bit creeped out. I'm like, "Why yeah, is there a squirrel in a dead. city?" But if you're in a forest, then 
It's their yeah, home. But why, why would you feed them? They've got all the nuts in the forest. <laughs> why are people trying to treat treat wild animals like they're domesticated pets? Like they're cute things that you can touch. Like a squirrel mm. will scratch your face off. Have you not seen Charlie in the Chocolate yeah. Factory? The new one. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Daddy, I want a squirrel. And it's just like, and then her face gets scratched off. Dumb bitch. Uh. Anyway, but it's just like, <laughs> but nah, like, um, and as well, with the story of the squirrels, yeah, the squirrels aren't even like um, native to the UK. The red, the red brown squirrels nah. native to the UK. Um, they and int- they introduced no, basically, yeah, they're extinct. Actually, they introduced the um, the grey American what? squirrel. Yeah, they're, nah. they're literally on extinction. Yeah, they're I know about this endangered. They're not extinct. There's some in Scotland, unless they're all gone overnight. But basically, <laughs> what it was is that they introduced the American grey squirrel into the UK. They overpopulated, mm. and obviously, and like because their their gene was higher and stuff, they just overpopulated, mm. and um, it is known that. Because like this is even in school time, so like this is like primary school, primary school, secondary yeah. school times when they they said, oh yeah, they're they're basically going extinct, they're they're practically extinct, and I was like, I'm sure I've seen a red squirrel before, and it's like, but I'd probably seen yeah, like one or two I? before, but now you won't ever see them, like they are practically no. extinct because their genes aren't strong enough for them to overtake the grey squirrel anyway. If the red Sad. if the red squirrel are mated with the grey squirrel, the grey squirrel will. Um, their genes dominate mm. anyway so like yeah and the yeah. red squirrel is basically extinct now so they're, they're going to be extinct and there's yeah, no the way to yeah the red ones are prettier they're, yeah, they're they cuter are. and there's, there's no way to like kind of keep them to conserve them yeah. to keep them in the wild because they're just not going to win yeah because is there I always think this with endangered species sorry I don't want to go on too much but like is there any point trying to save them like like some of them I just think is there any point well, because I think that's what they, they think about last? the red squirrel so, yeah, I mean, that's what they think about the red squirrel. They're just like, yeah, they're extinct. They're going to be extinct, and that's it. Yeah, like there's nothing we can do. But when it's like, obviously, when it comes with like rhinos and protected species, where it's like, no, mm. we need to kind of try and keep them and raise them but and why? whatever. Like, because I find that like once, well, once the species go it goes extinct, it's like there's so many species that are going extinct and like obviously and it's more because of our inter- our involvement like with the planet yeah. and stuff like that like as soon when species kind of go in- extinct there's like there's certain it creates like a knock-on effects to a mm. lot of other species as well and um you kind of yeah, need to try and conserve sense. all the different types of species because it's just there's not enough diversity there's not enough biodiversity kind of in the world yeah, so that's that why they sense. need to try and keep a species going as long as they can mm. kind of thing um and that's that's why you have like the the concert like the conservatory zoos and stuff like that to try and keep them going yeah. i think it does make sense because like for instance with the squirrels like there's nothing we can do because it's a natural thing like they're naturally yeah. going endangered it was, whereas it was with natural us, selection like with with the rhinos, it's like they're going extinct because we're hunting them or whatever. Yeah. I'm guessing that's the main um, main cause. There, there, yeah, there's some things with like being hunted for their horns and stuff like that. Um, mm. Yeah, and then it's trying to protect them now because they've been overhunted and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, just a final point on this. Um, it's estimated that 
Um, 40,000 people are regularly involved in hunting each year. So keep your eyes peeled. Keep <laughs> no, your eyes um, peeled. My... <laughs> you, lot, you lot in London probably won't see them because you, you guys you guys never go to the country. You know? <laughs> yeah, you never and, leave. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, my point here is just keep keep your eyes peeled on articles. Make sure that like people are, are knowing that this fox hunting stuff is happening. And now yeah. people are attacking people who are talking about fox hunting. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen over the next the next year or so because it's kind of scary. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> they might <laughs> they might might start attacking everyone. I'm scared oh, I'm going to nah. get a dead, dead animal on my doorstep. Nah, they're not coming for you. They're just coming for mm. their other rich white friend, their other rich yeah. white peers who are against it. That, like, that's, that's who it. they're going for. You know, mm. if, if if rich white men are calling out other rich white men, the rich white men don't like it. So then they have yeah. to gang up on that other, that one rich white man and be like, uh, like it's like, it's like a whole kind of... Um, you know, like a bullying thing, like it's haha. Let's 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 prank this guy and whatever. Yeah. You know, like how, and it's kind of like if you think of what, you know, when we think of like David Cameron and Boris Johnson, and you hear what they were mm. up to at uni, like yeah. you know, this whole thing with like putting dicks in dead pigs' mouths and st- stuff like that. Like, um, <laughs> it's brotherhoods. Like, it's culture. Um, yeah, this is what they've always been doing. So they think it's mm. funny to to put a dead fox and a dead badger on someone's on someone's doorstep and to to petrol bomb someone's car. They think that's fucking hilarious. And either way, that guy can mm. afford another one probably. So that's probably why they mm. think it's so funny. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, next topic. Um, so, Tiger. Are we ever going to cancel this guy? Because I cancelled him a long time ago, but it seems like everyone still enjoys Tiger. I don't um, know what does he. I don't know what music he does. I don't think I enjoy him. No, I really don't enjoy him. I don't. I don't know why he's, he's still spoken about and why people still. Like I look at his page and people still follow him. I think why are you not following him? But I don't. Why think would you people, want to see his posts? But I don't think people even rate Tiger. I feel like people always say like, oh. Tiger comes out with shit songs that are just somehow they're bangers. Like it's like he just comes out with a random shit song that seems to be a bit catchy. Like it's true, it's true. Yeah, and it, yeah, I agree. And it's, it's not even like his songs aren't necessarily good, but for no, some reason they're, they're catchy. Not good. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. He's not really known like, for being the not, best, is yeah, he? Like his songs aren't good enough to put on your playlist, but if you hear it on the mm. radio, it's like, oh, that's him. Yeah, but basically last week um, he was booked for domestic violence on um, a $50,000 bow after his ex-girlfriend accused him of physical assault. So her name is Cameron, I think. Mm-hmm. It's it, The way it is spelled is very American. It's like Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a Y in it. But anyway, um, oh, Cameron, Cameron said... Yeah, Cameron. <laughs> um, but anyway, she's been emotionally, mentally and physically abused and isn't hiding it anymore. This is what she put on her story. Uh, but Tiger said this week that um, the allegations against him are false and of he wasn't he arrested. He took himself to the police station and cooperated and hasn't been charged with any crime. <laughs> he took himself to a police station, yeah. but he's not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> that don't make no sense. 
Oh, I no, no, no. I wasn't arrested. I went and took myself to a police station because my girlfriend said that I abused her, but um, I didn't. So I'm going to take myself to a police station. Yeah. <laughs> what? That don't make no Why sense. Why the fuck would you do that? That doesn't make but any he, sense. Um, yeah, he went to the police station and, well, he's saying because he wasn't charged with any crime, then it c- he couldn't have done anything. But that's not how domestic <sighs> abuse instances work. Yeah, like, you don't we know that no one gets charged most... for domestic abuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We've seen clear. that many times. Men don't, mm. men aren't getting charged with domestic abuse. Like, And the thing is, is like, uh, the only reason why it got so far to the police station is because the woman is white. That I'd like, yeah. let's, let's be real. And she's verified on Instagram. Like she's, there you she's go. known. So there you go. Yeah, the fact that talking. it's even got far that as far as to a police station that mm. a white woman is involved and you're a black man come on they're ready to lock you up they are ready yeah. so yeah yeah just they like now nah. like, obviously that's not that's not me sticking up for tiger i hope you guys don't think that because like that's like just like lock him up <laughs> <laughs> but literally yeah. but like the I- thing is is that domestic abuse doesn't get um when it's domestic abuse against black women it doesn't get spoken about when it's a domestic abuse against no. trans black women it doesn't get spoken about but like when a white woman it gets when a white woman has been domestic abused especially by a black man because mm-hmm. like when when white women are domestic abused against white men it's not it's probably not likely it's gonna go anywhere but when it's a black man yeah. domestic abusing a white woman look that man is going to jail and like mm. rightly so rightly so but like this is the thing like it's just that black women black trans women will always get ignored it's, will always get mm-hmm. ignored yeah white women will get ignored when a white man is involved mm. but then when if it's a black man no let's get lock the black man up and that and that's just that's just how the world works that's just the hierarchy of it and like and that's obviously not excusing tiger at all that's just like Mm. yeah yeah no i i get what you're saying because to be honest in the instances like this where it's this way around a white woman's accusing a black man of Mm -hmm. abusing her it's very easy (laughs) for us to sit and think oh like a white woman there's a pattern here because white women have done this a lot in the past just Mm -hmm accused black men of doing things that they mm-hmm. may not have done and they've ended up serving time in yeah. prison for it but, but Tiger's let's history <laughs> yeah let, first of all yeah let's believe victim second of all Tiger's history we know that he's mm-hmm. not this innocent guy we know that he's a bit of a predator so mm-hmm. like it's clear it's clear like how, how many girls does he have to do inappropriate things with to to actually you know get punishment mm-hmm. um, but yeah he I just wanted to go a little bit into him and Kylie as well because I feel like people it's very glossed over the way yeah. that he actually interacted with her. Yeah. So from uh, the age of consent in California where they live is eighteen. Kylie met Tiger when she was fourteen. Ew. Um yeah, which is is gross. <laughs> it's very gross. Um and there's photos of him, um, at the age of 24 and her when she was 17 um giving with him giving her alcohol um even though Mm-mm. she's underage yeah. she's 17 he's 24 um and he's like giving her alcohol which is a bit predatory as it is but then um in 2015 they were seen a lot more together so um it was that stage where she she's still 17 and he's mm-hmm. 24 
And I can't remember if you remember this. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember when Kanye West said something like, Tiger is smart for getting to Kylie early? Um, no. Yeah, he said something very gross. Like he got to her early before all the other guys could get to her. Um, but they hadn't confirmed at this stage that they were in a relationship. That's disgusting. Um, but then Chloe, Chloe what? was tweeting the, what, stuff that's like, meant people should judge them. That's meant to be seen as like a money move then because there she's mm. a Kardashian, she's a Jenner. Kardashian Jenner. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Don't you think it's crazy how I remember sorry, this is just a bit of a change right. a bit of a change of subject, but mm. like I remember my um uh my friend's brother was saying about how like don't you think it's it's mad how like a lot of these black basketball players and black black rappers they need mm. to kind of be with a Kardashian Jenner for them to get status and success. Like, yeah. and it's not, why isn't it the other way around? Why is it that their market is going up from a Kardashian Jenner? Why isn't mm. why isn't the Kardashian Jenner's market going up because they're with a successful basketball player or a sex- yeah. successful music artist? Obviously with Kanye and Kim relationship, it kind of, that elevated Kim, mm. but it did bring Kanye down, but it wasn't... Mm tit for tap elevation do you know what i yeah, mean yeah but I know what in, you mean. yeah in the tiger sense <clears throat> with the kardashians jenna knowing being with a kardashian jenna like oh his status has gone up because people know who he is because mm-hmm. everyone's looking now that now that obviously we're in, in an influencer world and they're leading the mm-hmm. influencer you know um culture yeah culture like now that their market has gone up. It's a bit weird that yeah, people aren't, yeah. like, especially men. Men aren't actually being valued for their actual talents now. Mm. They, they need an it's influencer true. to elevate them. And, it, and yeah, it's they need a, a pretty similar girl thing. It's actually happening in mm. the UK because all the rappers mm. are getting with influencers. True. And it's a similar I think, thing. I think it's a looks thing. Like, I definitely think it's a looks thing. of pretty. Definitely. Um, even when they're ugly, <laughs> but but the, but the thing is, it, it's better for them to have an influencer mm. girlfriend, an influencer hot girlfriend, because that's going to elevate mm. them a bit. Because they'll have their influencer followers joining on them to to try and be an it couple. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Which yeah. is interesting. Whereas it was different with Maya Jammer and Stormzy. Like they were like mm. a proper power couple because obviously Maya Jama mm-hmm. like she's not an influencer she's just high in her career on TV and stuff like and radio presenting yeah. and all of that yeah. and yeah I just think that's a bit mad yeah it's interesting because even footballers now are dating influencers and yeah. marrying influencers yeah it's just I guess it's just the world that we live in and it like, elevates them yeah yeah Crazy. it does yeah it's interesting um but in 2007, uh, 2015, still when Kylie's 17 and Tiger's 24, um, <laughs> in one of his lyrics in a song that he wrote, he said, T nasty, about to catch a felony for it, which people Disgusting. are assuming are, is about rape and like him sleeping with Kylie. It was someone underage. And then, yeah, in another song, the um, whole gel stimulated. culture. Yeah, gross, gross. Um, I forgot that word, jailbait. Um, but in a song called Stimulated, people might remember this because I remember what, this when it came out. Um, 
it says one of his lyrics is they say she's young she should have waited she's a big girl dog when she's stimulated and she's 17 I've, I've never heard any of these songs <laughs> have you not well i've heard this one because the music video is like very sexy like even though it shouldn't be sexy because she's underaged he's like sexualizing her in the video and oh what is she I in guess, the video yeah she's in it she's oh. in it and he's he, yeah the angles and stuff like that like it's very inappropriate considering she's still classed as a child um but yeah this is just i i feel like i needed to shed some light on tiger because we we've let this slide and when people, when, like what we said about the R. Kelly thing, when we find out that more and more men have been doing shit like that, mm-hmm. we can't, we can't pretend that we didn't notice or see, yeah, see yeah. the signs because this is a sign that, mm-hmm. like, he's not a good guy. Of course. And he's, he's broke the fucking law. Like, he's doing bits, even though they didn't confirm their relationship, I don't think, until, um, she was 18 mm-hmm. like fully like I think he bought her a, a Lamborghini or something for her 18th birthday but like the, all of these other signs that they're in a relationship before that but at the end of the day her mother groomed her to be with him yeah and that's that's really sad like her mother was like oh yeah if you get with a rapper and then that will start start from now getting with a rapper and don't worry, mm. later on, you can change your look. You'll get all the surgery anyway. And then you yeah. will be the video vixen that the rapper wants anyway. And she's done it. Yeah. But, yeah. Wait, is Tiger her baby father? No, that's Travis Scott. Travis Scott, Scott isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Wait, who is she with now? She's with Travis Scott now. I think they're back together, yeah. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't really... I don't really keep up with the Kardashians. Mm. <laughs> but no, I feel like I don't know together. nothing about them. I think they are. Um, yeah, mm. I don't really have anything more to say on on them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so next topic. <laughs> okay, so our main topic for today: our <laughs> <laughs> uh, Black History Month special. So we wanted to talk about black hair and hair journeys, but basically, so. Mm. Before we get on to that, yeah, we just wanted to talk about um, someone else who had, you know, a very interesting hair journey. And um, I'm just going to play you. <laughs> I'm very gonna, interesting. I'm just going to play you a, a quick clip, yeah, um, of our new fave with her, you know, embracing her natural curls. Um on a, Like, you know, doing bits for the girls, you know, so... Mm. Um, this is Sophie from Geordie Shaw. These are my advice. Right. In lockdown, yeah. I took all my extensions. I out. remember that you were beautiful. And I embraced my curly hair. Yeah. And I loved it. It yeah. was beautiful. But to go out with, like, out and about and feel nice and glad, mm. it just wasn't working. It was thin. Yeah. So what I've decided to do is, hair wasn't working well, out. why don't I bring out my own yeah. hair extension range, but not straight hair. Not straight hair, guys. Curly ribbons on curly This new business is something I've never curly clipping it's my concept mm-hmm. and it's my investment so there's more at mm-hmm. stake but then I am really excited for what the future is going to bring for it these are the curly clippings right so this is my curl oh, it's her curl this guys is this is my curl pattern imagine oh my gosh. us being able to wear these curls I love this idea <laughs> sorry beautiful set look at that stunning look how much uh. better I look better do I look stunning 
Okay, basically, guys, context, yeah. So they just pulled out um, a Brazilian curl. <laughs> Clipping <laughs> hair extension, and they were holding the hair extension to their head. The, both their hair is straight at the moment, yeah. And they're holding mm. the hair extension to their head, saying, "Yes, this is my curl pattern. This is my curl." Um. Anyway, but like they just want to embrace their natural selves by you know they've taken out all their hair extensions, taken all of that mm. out that out to put in curly hair extensions. But um, <laughs> guys, <laughs> they're embracing their natural uh. curl, and it's her concept. You know, no one's ever thought of curly hair clippings, you know. You know, so mm. all you black women beforehand to with your with your Brazilian your Brazilian curl, your Brazilian wave wigs, Brazilian wave clippings, yeah. No, this <laughs> this like this is a new concept, yeah. With um, what's my her name? concept. This is Sophie from Sophie. um Geordie Shaw, by the way. <laughs> um yeah, she's coming out with a line of Brazilian wave clippings that's her concept and it's apparently it's her curl pattern and she's going to be embracing her natural mm-hmm. curls like this is the thing though the girl the girl is talking and she's her hair is straight right now <laughs> mm. <laughs> like how do we Finally know that embracing this is actually, my curls. how do we know that this is your curl pattern how do we know that you're yeah. like how do we know that you're not just a black fish like Jesse Nelson Jesse Nelson Mandela how do we know that you're not <laughs> <laughs> that you're not just doing that oh gosh yeah I know what you mean because I feel like what waters it down even more as well is when girls um, online who are influencers who are known for their specific look like they're trying to look like the fashion over models so she's mm. one of them like all the Georgie Shaw girls they've all had similar surgeries where they've all got yeah. fat asses now mm-hmm. the fires really they've, big they've had their BBLs yeah yeah their waist is snatched their boobs are massive their lips are massive they kind of wear wigs some days and like not they go in for this like typical influencer look and it's like it it kind of waters down the I'm embracing my natural self kind of like movement if you're just using it to sell products like but you're not even embracing your natural self yeah, but what i don't get yeah bbl and she's, she's saying no i'm embracing my natural self by putting in more hair extensions like i just <laughs> <laughs> like it i don't get it it doesn't it mm. doesn't make sense babe it doesn't make sense like um like yeah like <sighs> just like no i it doesn't make sense it doesn't because mm. like Black girls with their wigs on, with their curly wigs and their curly hair extensions, they don't come telling you that they're embracing their natural self. Because yeah, it's just like, look, true. I'm wearing a wig. I am wearing hair extensions. I am wearing curly clippings, like whatever. But how? why is it that you can come and advertise your curly clippings as your natural self because mm. your curl pattern, like because your hair is naturally curly apparently which we've never seen because your hair is always straight um, yeah. or you or you curl your hair with a curling wand you know like mm. you're telling us that your hair is naturally curly and it was just wispy and whatever so now you've got curly clippings oh yeah now I'm embracing my natural self because I can have my hair curly but like you've got clippings in to help yeah, yeah. like, as, it's, like true. it's just at the end of the day it's just like are you, are you really like we don't even know because you you will you will wand curl your hair to match the clippings. Mm. <laughs> like mm. you're not going to be using your natural curl, babe. And I just feel like 
in light of this whole natural hair movement and all of this, I just feel like when when white women want to come and insert themselves and actually start going on about, oh yeah, my natural curls, blah, blah, blah. And like, and, but when they're not actually embracing their natural curls and, mm. and it's like, you're like, you're talking about how, okay, you're so insecure and whatever. Um, and you always had to straighten mm. your hair, blah, blah, blah. Look, okay. A lot of black girls have that story. However, the one thing that we don't have is the fact that, when we straighten our hair, our hair won't be silky dead straight and it's going to mm. revert, like, you know, like it mo- will most likely revert unless obviously you've got relaxer. Yeah. So I'm sorry, like, yeah. while you're talking about, oh, you felt so insecure, so you straightened your hair all the time. Yeah, but your hair would straight stay straight. Yeah, your hair would stay Persian, straight. So like, yeah, maybe your hair was a bit curly, but like it wasn't, like now you're embracing your natural it's not like the same it's just not the same it's not the same Um, like have um, you gone through those issues of trying to find the curly hair products to put in your hair like I don't believe you have like even in this video your hair is straight I I don't think you've gone through that struggle like and that's not even to say that because like um don't even get me wrong we've like we've um I know that there's that there's curly girls like from like white girls who have curly hair and like struggling to find like the products to put in their hair and stuff like that and that is mm. a real thing that is a real thing and like and I'm not I wouldn't even say that isn't a thing however when you're mm. promoting curly hair <laughs> clippings <laughs> like this mm. is some amazing idea when you've just bought them from AliExpress and put your friggin name on them like <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do babe you've just been on Ali Pearl like the rest of us like mm, what, what do you want yeah. me to say been on Ali Pearl but you bought them with the clippings and you're going to be charging an extra how many zeros on there because your name is on here just now yeah, nah, but true. like obviously the market for this is white girls so so whatever yeah. like well no the girl that she presented it to is mixed race <laughs> so maybe yes the mixed girls, yeah. Oh, well, either way, like, either way, these girls want to be spending extra money when you could, look, I'm going to tell you right now, go on AliExpress, Ali Pearl. You can just, like, get the hair from, from the source. Obviously not the source source because the hair was a Brazilian mm. girl's head. But, like, you know, just go go to the source and buy it from there. You don't need to be buying it from Sophie, from Geordie Shaw if you want your clippings. Like, mm. yeah. <sighs> Something else I find insulting about all of this as well is, like, in on her captions to some of her pictures, she's like got comments like, um, um, you can't tame me or my hair. And it's Ugh. I don't like when people word like managing curly hair as taming because yes. we don't need to tame it's our not hair. Unruly. We manage and take care of our hair. But yeah, it's not a fucking mess for us to be tamed and like pinned yeah. back. Like let us and do what we fucking es- want. Especially when a lot of black women as as well, like mixed race women as well, are really trying to mm. unlearn this whole taming nonsense. Trying to unlearn this whole oh we need to manage the hair. We need to try yeah. and keep it keep it um in check we're really coming trying to come out of that we're really trying to unlearn these things Mm. because i'm sorry growing up all of us like all of us had this thing where like well for me growing up my hair was always blown out and i had to have it in twists and whatever and in lots of different Mm. styles and but obviously like i'm sure for you growing up like it would have been you would have had comments about your hair being wild your hair being bushy your hair being Mm. this and it's just like I'm sorry, we're really trying to unlearn this bullshit right now. Yeah. Especially yeah, with learning with what products to put in our hair and all of this stuff. So like you coming in, wanting to 
chip in on this curly girl stuff by selling your clippings. Like, no, stop, mm-hmm. stop talking about you can't tame me. Stop, stop it. You've yeah, got, you've, yeah. you've literally got in fake hair right now. So stop talking about trying to tame yeah. anything when you've got, when you're wearing extensions, like, n- no. Yeah. And as we say, like stuff like this might not be the biggest issue in the world, but like we're allowed to but it is. be like <laughs> a bit like pissed off about things. The thing is, it's not about like, for me, this is a big issue because it's like this mm. woman wants to encroach in the space where black where black women have been for a long time and black women are really mm. trying to do a lot of unlearning with. And it's just like, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, and where black women are still feeling uncomfortable and you want to come in this space and just come with your ignorance and just start talking about, oh yeah, I'm going to come with curly hair clippings and this is a fantastic idea. My name's on this. And it's just like, it's, the yeah. sense is not sensing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the sense is not sensing. One um, thing as well that I've noticed she does as well. She uses like the black emojis, like the black faces, like my skin tone and darker. <laughs> like, and this is one thing I don't understand. If any of you are listening, white girls are listening. Why does it, why does some of you use the the black emojis with the curly hair especially I don't understand are you I don't is, is it a delusion thing you know because you, you know don't the, you don't you know look that like curly that. hair emoji though yeah mm. like okay like I thought they were coming out with a proper with a proper afro emoji because that emoji it ain't nothing like my hair I can't use it I can't use that emoji. It's the closest that, one. That, that, that's the closest to her curly hair clippings here it is like <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you gosh. can even use that with like the the white skin and the black hair. You yeah. can't you do yeah, you don't have to go for the yeah. black skin. But, but the, the white skin with the black hair is very pale. They want the tanned yeah. girls. Can you just fuck off? Stop trying to be mixed race, everyone. Literally. Even though she is mixed, I won't take that away from her. She is mixed. Yeah. But um But she's not mixed not black. with black, is she? Yeah, you're not. So you're you're mixed race, Guys. but you're not you're not partially black. So Yeah. Like I like the thing is we are not taking away curly hair from her. Because look, there's lots of brands. Look, I can go into I can go into brands right now. There's a brand called Blue mm-hmm. Buclem which caters for all hair types, all mm. curly hair types, all of them. And it goes from, you see on their page, white women with curly hair. They've got products for white women with curly hair. They've got products for mixed race women with curly hair. They've got, they've got products for 4C hair. They've got, they've got like, literally they've got everything. And like mm. Buclem, I actually love this brand. Um, mm. I do like, if you go on my Instagram page, scroll down a bit and I've got some hair videos like Buclem. I'm always shouting about Buclem. I actually love I actually love the, this mm. brand. Um, this brand is black owned. It's a mixed race woman who owns this brand. Um, I feel like they I do have that. a lot of, and no, what the thing is, like even kind of on their page and their promotions, like I do feel like I'm not seeing that much on there. I feel like they don't show that mm. many 4C girls. They don't show that many um, black girls on there. And you do see a lot of white women. And like their, their mm-hmm. hair comes out very lovely. Their hair comes out nice. Um, mm. And you see a lot of, you know, the three, the three C curls, the three B, three mm. C curls. You see a lot of that, um, which like that, that can be, that can sometimes just make me feel like I'm not seen. But 
like yeah. the products work on everyone and the products work on my hair as well like I actually mm. love these products like when it comes to kind of like defining curls Buclem definitely the one if you want like a black owned hair brand and for like curl definition and and moisture like literally like complete moisture mm. amazing um so I definitely recommend to try it out for all curl types um and you can and you can actually bra- embrace your natural curls um, if you want mm-hmm. to guys like for all hair types like you can follow like Buclem follow them on Instagram it's um, B-O-U-C-L-E-M-E yeah um, one day they'll sponsor mm-hmm. me <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah like yeah I've got just I don't, I don't know if I've got if you've, you've got much more to say on Sophie from from this or if you um, want to get into into our hair I haven't got much more to say, but the brand that I'm using at the moment is called As I Am. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of them? They sell yeah, them yeah. in Superdrug now. I just love them. They have like, them in a lot of the black so... hair shops as well. Yeah, yeah. Like they're black owned as well and their their products just work really well for me. I think my hair is like 4B, 4C. Um, so they work for me. I don't look at their Instagram. I'm not really too sure mm-hmm. if they share um, much on there, but yeah, I really like that brand. Yeah. Um, yeah moving on um well with natural hair yeah so i don't know i'm going to talk a bit more about products as well so <laughs> oh yeah i'll probably okay, will i'll on. probably mention some more um but like no i don't know should we do you want to tell say any kind of your natural hair stories and then um i do have a few should i just talk about the natural hair movement um, yeah. just so people know because I didn't really know until I looked into it I didn't really know where it all originated from mm-hmm. um, but there, there's interesting documentaries on YouTube and stuff if anyone wants wants to like find out more which I can I can um, share on our Instagram page or something but um, so during the 1960s after um, years Panther, and years and it? years of black people yeah yeah after after so long um so long a time of black people using so much heat and chemicals on their hair to straighten their hair. And yeah, during um, Black Panther movement and the rise of like Rastafarianism as well across the world, mm-hmm. um, black people started to embrace their natural hair a bit more, um, whether that's having it natural and down or whether that's like braids and twist outs and locks and all these different things. Mm-hmm. That is when... Um, yeah, black people finally started to embrace their natural Afro textured hair. Um, and it's kind of just spread across the world from America. It started there, but it's just spread across the world. And I feel like um, it's you, even like at the event we were at yesterday, mm-hmm. so many girls had natural hair. Like, yeah. And then so many girls had different styles. So many girls had wigs. And it's just, it's so creative. Black, black girls are so creative with their hair. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's just different to other cultures I guess because we've had to go through so much and so much trial and error and Mm. trying different things um maybe that's why but um yeah I think I think um I feel like it's um mm. just to talk on the the I feel like it's a shame that black hair is politicized but then it kind of had to be for there to be any change like with the black panther Mm -hmm. movement um like because black panthers there weren't only in america and i know that there there was like Mm. some of the black panther movement influences in the uk um like this is kind of like the time when my parents were like well obviously if 
um, when my parents were growing up, like my, my parents were born kind of like, um, mm. like, well, after like the 60s. So growing up in the 70s and stuff like that. Obviously the 70s was the era of Afros, Afro picks and all of that. Like mm. my dad has Afro combs and stuff. My dad don't have no hair right now, but like he's got the Afro <laughs> combs in his bedside table drawer. I've never <laughs> seen this guy with hair. Like, um, yeah, anyway. Um, so like, and like, yeah, I've, so I've seen pictures of my dad with hair. I've seen pictures with my uncles with their Afros and their Afros like combed out mm. and stuff like that. And um yeah, so like that was a movement where it was like that it's it's weird how like in the seventies and stuff there was an era of like, yes, let's claim being black and the whole soul mm. era um and stuff like that. And um mm. being like, Yes, we're black, black and oh yeah, like so James Brown, like I'm black and I'm proud, you know, all of this mm. stuff, yeah. And then it's weird how at some point there was a bit of a revert. It's and I feel like we're seeing something kind of similar at the moment where you know like mm. it's popular to be black right now like but then it was popular and political to be black with having the afro mm. stuff like that and like and you know it was a way to get targeted because obviously people were still getting beaten up and people were still getting chased down by by mods and um and skinheads and getting beaten up in the street mm. and stuff like that um whereas in like this era where we're like so then then it's like there was a a point kind of like in like the in like the 2000s um like it's like it starts from um the late 90s to 2000s where relaxer kind of comes back in and everyone's Mm. doing the straight hair with the with the bobbed um the bobbed how do I say it? You know, when, mm. the bump, when they bump the ends and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so like the relaxers coming in with the bumped ends are like, like the, it's cute. It is a cute era, but then it's like, like the damage that we were doing to our scalps with all this relaxer and, and all of these products were being sold by, are sold by companies that are owned by white people. A lot of these companies all under Unilever, um, which is like mm. this there's a lot of conspiracy with Unilever with their um with their kind of roots in Africa and um and kind of like yeah. taking over um stuff like that. Um yeah, and it's like we've got we kind of went through this stage in the 2000s of relaxer and stuff like that and trying to assimilate again and now it's like we've come back into uh into another natural hair movement again mm. where we're bringing back to like no we're black and we're proud kind of thing what like mm. what they were doing in the 70s and just like okay let's let's see how let's let's actually get the correct products let's actually get products that we're making ourselves let's do like you know let's 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 try a way where okay you want to you want to see moisturized hair you want to see curls there is a way to do it and get it to mm. keep it and I feel like that was something that wasn't kind of readily available it wasn't known in the 70s because in the 70s it was all about combing out your afro and having Mm. them um as big and as tall as possible but like now we're in an era of like okay let's moisturize our hair comb your hair when it's wet you don't comb it when it's dry kind of thing you know (laughs) and um because as well like even the whole thing i don't know if this was a thing for you but there was this whole idea that black people and black hair couldn't get wet 
and you can't wash your hair that often. So that was that mm-hmm. was a thing. Like especially in my my family, it was a thing. Like you like mm-hmm. we never used to we used to wash our hair once a month kind of thing. And like oh my God. so we'd wash okay. and we'd wash our hair and it's like I've and um it'll I'll get it blown out. So then my hair's blown out for a month, have my styles and whatever, and then then we'll wash it again. Which I think actually that was probably a better protective style way when when putting heat on your hair because if I was straightening my hair every week and yeah, blowing out my hair yeah. every week like a lot of heat damage could occur um yeah so and like as well with the hot comb and stuff like that remember hot combs <laughs> I like, never uh, I never went near them they used to, like, <laughs> there's like a specific smell that hot combs have <laughs> and and as well like when you used to put the grease in my hair and then the hot comb would like like you'll put the hot comb on and it'll like and you'll hear the and you can smell the grease burning yeah. <laughs> oh. oh that was a thing oh yeah I used to use um, Sweet Georgia Brown I don't know if any of you guys ever use that one but I've heard about that yeah <laughs> we used to use the Sweet Georgia Brown grease <laughs> oh gosh um, but yeah it's it's crazy about like just unlearning about what putting in your hair like like that mm. grease, that grease wasn't good. That grease, we no, don't, we that don't. Sound wasn't good. No, the sound wasn't good. <laughs> you know, my edges being fried, like the and as well, like the whole concept of greasing your scalp. That was that was what mm. was causing the like. I used to love getting my scalp greased. It was such a nice feeling. <laughs> it's like you know when your head is itchy, and then it was like okay, grease your scalp. Yeah. You know, and then then um my sister and my mum they would scratch off the flakes and whatever like where it's dry and stuff like that and it's mm-hmm. like the reason why it was dry <laughs> and the reason why it was like that's because like my scalp just needed to be clarified <laughs> I washed <laughs> but just have some oils on there but like mm. it was always like because I would like we used to wash our hair and and clearly this is coming back to the shampoos and stuff mm. we used to wash our hair and have to scratch our head afterwards and like and we'll mm. still get the flakes and stuff and then not realizing that the grease and the buildup is what's causing all of those flakes and stuff like that and it's just crazy just going through an era of just unlearning hair care like mm. all this time we thought we knew how to look after our hair and what what we were doing and and that's not to say my hair was healthy like i've like the thing is with me I've always had those comments about my hair because my hair was always long. I always had, my hair was has always been like kind of like bra strap, n- nipple length, always. Mm. That was how long my hair was like from from a baby growing up. I always mm. had long hair and I always used to get those, um, like get those comments about having good hair and stuff like that. And um, mm. like from family. And then there was also kind of, Oh, I was looking up before kind of like um, different different indigenous um, people in like the Caribbean and stuff. So I was looking up in Guyana because there's so many ethnicities mm. that are native to Guyana. And basically like I've been told that we have Indo-Guyanese in us and I always used to get comments about how, oh yeah, you've got like the Indian hair. That's what I would get told mm. and stuff like that because <laughs> my hair was always long and my hair's thick and whatever. Mm. <laughs> and like and um and yeah and we've got like the what was it called American it was Amerindian Amer- Indian I think they call it which is Native American um let me go back oh, wait sorry 
But Native American people have long hair, don't they? Yeah. And like thick. Yeah, and Mary Indians, that's what it's called, which is like Native American. And like we've mm. got my my dad's grandma was mm. a Mary Indian, I think, Indo Guyanese. Um Yeah, but like it's just interesting just just thinking about like how hair has always been such a definition for black people, what we do with our hair, mm. how we keep it. And this whole ideal of, oh, if you've got long hair, that's 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 beautiful. And you need to be trying to keep it that way and trying to keep mm. it that nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, crazy. But I always find it crazy hearing about like, say some of my friends and they were introduced to relaxer at like such a young age and like, for mm. for my family it was like no 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 never putting relax on your hair you've got hair never put relaxer on it but then it was like but what am I doing with it you're not telling me how I can keep it mm. in, in its natural state and it was this whole yeah. idea of when my hair's out natural it's a mess and oh you haven't combed your hair and I would even I even used to get that those comments from my granny like I'll get it from a like I got it from a, like a couple of years ago but like <laughs> she was like to me um so I used to have short back and sides, but when when my hair was growing back out, she'd be like, "Oh, why you why haven't you combed your hair?" <laughs> and I was like, "I have combed it, grand." And she's just like, and then she said, she said to me, she was like, "You look like a little nigger girl." And I was like, "For fuck's sake!" Okay. <laughs> I was like, "Grand, please, please stop it." <laughs> I can't. Oh my god. Like, and it's always like she'll always comment on my hair but she's now she's like oh your hair's grow your hair's growing back then like because i used to have like short back and sides and stuff and she'll be like oh your hair's growing back okay good <laughs> kind of thing but <laughs> yeah i'm just thinking uh, my my granny i feel like old women love to comment in on mm-hmm. at least their granddaughter's appearances it's like can you just leave me alone but my granny was like strangely she didn't like when I straightened my hair. She loves my curly hair, like oh, really? my white granny. She loves my curly hair. And when I straightened my hair, I'd go see her. And I would seen her if I've got straight hair because mm-hmm. she's like, you look like a witch. What are you doing with your witch. hair? <laughs> she calls me a, a witch, witch when I straighten my hair. Wow. She's like, well, bring back your lovely curls. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I just want to try something different, granny. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I feel like, Pensioners, can you just leave us alone? When, your hair is, is falling out and like grey, and but that's why they're commenting. But you're coming. But I feel yeah, like it, leave me alone. I feel like it comes <laughs> from a place of love, though, because it's always just like, obviously, for my mm. granny, you didn't have your natural hair, did you? And like, obviously, mm. that seventies movement was definitely a time of like, like radical people kind of going against like going against things you know going against the man Mm. in the 70s you know and like my I know full well that my dad was that type of person even though right now like right now he he forgets yeah because I I had to pull him up about it recently because I was there in during the lockdown I was there talking and saying about how I don't know I think I said that he was anti-black or something (laughs) and then then he started being like why are you so why are you so outspoken why do you keep talking about black things blah 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 and I was like dad's don't tell me that you weren't doing this when you were my age. I know full well you were doing this. And he started laughing and he was like, actually, yeah, when I was at your age, I was um, I was in doing protests about how they were like mining for aspartame in Africa. And I was like, see, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you talking 
are you trying to say anything to me? Like, stop it. Like, I probably get this from you, most likely, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just, oh, there was something I wanted to say I've gone, but it will come back to me. But like, I just find it crazy just about how politi- how politicized black hair has been kind of in the past and stuff. And mm. And the fact that even now it is politicized like, now. Cane rows are seen as like if you see a boy with cane rows walking, for instance, walking into office, people would still think that's an unprofessional hairstyle, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "Why is he? Why is he not just got normal black hair? And why afros is he not as well. Bald? Why is he not? Yeah, like you can't certain hairstyles. You can't. You you can walk into a workplace, but it's like we still feel but people. That there is a bit of uncomfortability though. there because for me, yeah, exactly. Like I've always gone into a workplace. Like this is the first time I interviewed in braids. Actually, I've interviewed mm. in braids before, but it's the first time I've kind of interviewed in braids and like I started in braids. And like usually mm. I always go with my afro because that's how I feel most comfortable. Um, Cause mm. I, I just, I don't feel comfortable in wigs. I don't feel comfortable with my hair straight. I feel like, I feel like I'm, it's crazy how like with hair and how you have it, like I feel like I'm pretend to, I'm pretending to be someone that I'm not if I have my hair straight. <laughs> I feel like I like mm. me straight having straight hair makes me feel like I'm trying too hard or I'm trying to impress someone and it make and mm. that's makes me feel uncomfortable. So wearing wigs and stuff like that, I feel uncomfortable wearing wearing that's wigs. That's how I feel with wigs. I think this just I like I like the look of wigs, but if I try them on, I'm like I don't. This doesn't look like me. Yeah, like, I look like I'm trying to look like I don't know, just someone on Instagram. I don't look like trying me. Trying to look like Sophie from Georgia Shore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to look like Justin Nelson, Nelson Mandela. Um, <laughs> but nah, like because <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's how I feel with wigs and. I understand that a lot of black people kind of wear wigs for similar reasons in the fact that Mm -hmm. they feel more comfortable in wigs because they feel like they fit in more and stuff like that. But I can understand that as well completely because growing up, like with growing up, especially in schools and especially in white areas, yeah, and your hair isn't the same as your friend's hair and that was always an issue. And you don't have straight hair and then you just always feel out of place in these areas. I can understand completely how we've internalized that and taken it to adult life to then mm. be in this state of, oh, like I need to have that straight hair. Because it's kind of like we've internalized that trauma of not fitting in back then and we yeah, brought it to yeah. adult life. Um, Like for me personally, like the reason why like I feel like there's a reason why I am not a big fan of the straight hair because I think because I always used to have long hair and then I used to have it mm. straightened and when I had it straight that the times we would straighten your hair it's times oh you're going out for best you know oh yeah so that was mm. like oh you're trying to look good kind of thing mm. um and because my hair was always blown out and put in styles and stuff I feel like I've just always been so used to having my hair straight in that for me now having my hair um in its natural state and as an afro because that this is like my adult form if you get what I mean Mm, and yeah I feel like that's why I'm feeling more comfortable with my afro but I feel I still feel Mm -hmm. like there's um places where um 
like I need to get used to things because sometimes I don't always feel my best in my afro or I don't always feel like yeah. oh like when going out and stuff sometimes I don't always feel comfortable in my afro I feel like oh I feel like oh I don't feel like I'm dressed up with my afro and that's something that I am trying mm. to unlearn and get used to um yeah yeah, yeah I get that because I feel like that like if I'm going on, I'm going to get dressed up and I want to look a 10 out of 10, my hair will be slicked back in a long ponytail because I feel like oh, really? that's what suits me yeah. and that's what makes me look like on point. But like when, with my curls, it's like they'll be in my face or if I'm taking a picture, it's like, this is every it won't day. look good from this angle. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like, it's just like I look like this all the time anyway. But um, with like... Maybe it's just trying something different, but I, I I just prefer when my hair is out of my face and like away. Mm. But then I'm I'm sort of like trying to do that now, where I go out and I haven't got my hair in any sort of style. Like there's not a part in; it's mm-hmm. just whatever. And then like I can just move it around. I can tie it up if I want to tie it up. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get more used to it. But like for instance, with me, I've I've never been through what a lot of like black girls and mixed girls have been through because like since a child my mom's just been like perfect with my hair like she mm-hmm. literally was like do not do not go near straighteners I probably was allowed to straighten my hair from year five mm-hmm. onwards only once a year she, she'd only do it for me once a year yeah. or we'd go to hairdressers once a year but she learned how to how to um, do me, my brother and my sister's hair. And like every morning, bless her, before school, she'd be doing all three of our hair. My brother had like cane rows for a few years. She learned how to do all of that. Oh, that's so good. Um, she got the right products and stuff. So we we all look good. Like mm-hmm. going to school, we all had our hair and cute hairstyles and stuff. And I never went through that frazzled phase that you see a lot of mixed girls go through mm-hmm. when their, their yeah. white mums don't really know what they're doing with their hair. Well, they haven't <laughs> so they- bothered to try and learn yeah yeah exactly um but yeah like I've never really been through that so I've always and I didn't really get picked on for my hair in school Mm -hmm. I just remember one time in primary school must have been about year three and my hair was really short and I'd have it in little short bunches like two bunches or one bunch like on the back of my head and um all the girls had long ponytails at that age. I don't know how they grew their hair so long, but they had ponytails like they're down to always their bums. Ha- they always and had long hair. That, when they're, and that's kids. why knits went around. Yeah, that's why, they're they're all, that's why they out. always had knits <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they literally like, I remember one day the girls were all standing in a room and like swinging their hair side to side. And they were like, look what mine does. And I was just sitting there with my two little bunches on my head, like mine do not move like that. Why do mine not move <laughs> that's like that? that? That's how I, I used was really to feel. Bitter. I used to go to school yeah. with like, my hair used to be in four doo-doo plaits. <laughs> like, uh, but I used to always have like the cute cue bubbles and I would have yeah, like pigtails yeah. with twists and I'd have the cute cue bubbles all the time. I always had like the cute bubbles, different cute bubbles. My mum made sure to keep biming them. And I, I wore those cue bubbles up up through to year nine. Like I was wearing them to year Aww. ten. I used to just wear them because it's just like I still had to, I still had to do the twists and the baby hairstyles. I would just like mm. oh yeah. But now nah, I get you that that weird phase of it's like comparing yourself to the other girls in class, and it's like oh mm. they'll go and sit there and start playing with each other's hair, and no one can play with mm. my hair because it's like. Yeah, don't yeah. touch my hair, please. Like, yeah. I can't have you touching my hair and then you touching it and being like, "Eh, this is like, shut up. Mm. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with my hair. I greased it. <laughs> it was greased. Thank you. 
um, but um, actually, I want to do. I do want to talk on a little bit on my hair journey because so mm. like I've always grown up, always had long hair, always had long hair. Um, like um, yeah, introduced to skate straighteners probably like year six year no year four probably but but basically there's because mm-hmm. there's a picture in my hair was straightened in year four and my sister liked to basically my sister liked doing my hair basically I was basically <laughs> her doll and she would do my hair mm-hmm. so I always used to have like a side sweep fringe I'll try and find the school photo to send you guys mm-hmm. and then she used to like her favorite hairstyle to give me was like I have my hair in a bun on top of my head and then two plaits coming down. And like these plaits, literally my hair was long. These plaits come down to like my waist. <laughs> like literally that's, that's how long my hair was actually long. And I'd have like cute bubbles in them. Like um, my hair, my hair was long. Yeah. Anyway, because anyway, so yeah. So that's kind of like where I started 16. I got a perm. My mum had a perm for over 30 years um so like so all the time I knew I didn't want my hair straight I knew I didn't want my hair relaxed Mm. but I wanted it curly but I wanted it curly so I could feel like I'm grown like I could feel I could have my Mm. hair out because at the moment with my afro I tried with my afro when I was 16 didn't have the right products putting in like the products the products I had was soft soft and free like do you know that brand (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah Soft and freed. So it's a weird, wet texture of a cream. And you'd put mm-hmm. it in and your curls will pop. Then when it dries, it just feels gross. And your <laughs> it comes off on your hands and it's just greasy. Yeah. And it's just like... I hate that. And it just dries out and it just dries out your hair. Mm. Um, yeah, so we used to use soft and free. And my mum used to use it with her perm as well. So, okay, so now I... Um, get my hair permed and it's still the same thing with like don't really know we've got products we've got care care all of that but it's still like okay whatever we're just using the products as is and then um mm. so yeah i had my perm when i was 16 then when my so a few years later when my my granny died like a few years later and like um i think my auntie said that they had sold her a bad batch of a bad batch of the perm and like after that mm. my hair was kind of falling out a bit um and i think mm. it was due to stress because i was doing my a levels my granny had died and then also with the bad batch of perm you know like mm. it just wasn't it's a lot yeah it just mm. wasn't really going so like but it wasn't like it wasn't loads. I I still had hair, but it was just kind of it just mm. wasn't as long. It wasn't as voluminous and that. Anyway, when I went to uni, like my hair did, my hair was growing back, and I started taking um, oh, what's those tablets called? I started taking some like hair supplement tablets. I forgot what hair burst. I started yeah, taking this. Oh, I still I yeah. took them as well. Yeah, they're <laughs> actually quite they're good. They work, guys. Um and it's good because with the hair burst tablets, instead of just taking biotin, hair burst has the has like vitamin A and the other vitamins, so it counteracts the acne that you can get from taking mm. biotin. So I started taking hair burst and like literally my hair grew back. My hair was like really long again. Um but then I was like, but this is the era when Instagram people are using Instagram more and using it properly. Mm. And I started following, and this is when I realized, oh, I can follow black people on Instagram. And Mm. so I was following all these American curly hair pages, all these Afro pages, and everyone's talking about the lock method. And I'm like, 
lock method. Mm. If I knew this when I was 16, I would never have got a perm. Like literally. Yeah. And I'm just like, lock method. Oh my gosh, I want to try this. So I'm just thinking, so I'm seeing all, everyone's big chopping. Everyone's big, big chop on Instagram. Mm. And I'm there like, mm, don't think I want to cut all my hair off because the only compliment I ever used to get was my hair. All the time. Mm. The only compliment I would get growing up is, is about my hair. And um, I'm thinking, oh, I don't want a big chop. So I'm seeing about transitioning. So I thought, okay, I'll try transitioning. I literally transitioned for a bit. I stopped getting my perms and then I transitioned for a bit. And then I was like, this is doing my head in. I'll cut my hair off, please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I big chopped in my second year of uni, um, which, you know, I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> look, when, when my hair is all cut off, man, guys, you know, like I was just a fine babe. <laughs> <laughs> I was a fine baby. Everyone was like, oh, mm, not too sure. Oh, if you do it, your makeup's going to have to be on point every day. I'm like, excuse me, I don't wear makeup yeah. every day. So that's not going to happen. And it's like, everyone was mm. like, everyone was so much like all this negativity. I cut my hair off. Like the amount of compliments all the time. Mm. And like as well, people like approach me in clubs and whatever, saying that my hair is really nice and whatever. Like all the time, everyone used to just approach me when I had, mm. when my hair was all chopped off. And I was just like, nah, that was a good, that was a good time. Um, but anyway, like I decided not much to grow my hair for my wedding though. So um, I mm. let my hair, I let my sister experiment with my hair with bleaching it, dyed it every other color. Got it got a bit heat damaged, um, so I was like, cut it off again. Then I was like, cut off the bleach. Mm. Uh, like I'm tired. The color was just, I found I just got bored of color, like trying to do it. Mm. And I I've never liked blonde hair. Like I'm sorry, I'm sorry guys, I'm sorry Beyonce. I've, I've never liked blonde hair on black people. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's anti-black. I, like, people do look good. People do rock it, you know. You know, Priscilla and Love Island. Like, yeah, look, you guys look good with the blonde hair. But I personally, mm. I just don't like it. You guys look good, but I just don't like it. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't like the bleach look. Mm. I just don't like the bright, bright blonde. Yeah, the platinum. I, I like it to look a bit like, if I was to get it at least, I'd get it like... A natural blonde, mm. like like um, I don't, I don't even mind the platinum look. I don't think I mind it. I mm. think it looks good on people, and I I like it. I feel like I like it more with a root, but like I f- yeah. I feel like it yeah. looks nice on people. But I just personally, I just don't. I just don't think I like it. Like if I just saw it on me, it's like no. Nah. And like when I had when my hair yeah, was blonde, me. I just used to hate it when it was blonde. I just I just mm. don't like it. And my hair literally went bleach blonde. Like I don't know how we got it so light. <laughs> I don't know. We just managed to get it bleach blonde like first mm. go. Um anyway, yeah. So and then yeah, then I cut all the bleach off. Then like this is four years of growth at the moment, I think. Um, and I think I'm, I think I'm close to the length it was when I was, when I was 16. Cause I think I didn't realize that my hair had broken. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> it was one of those things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's my hair story in, in like my hair, my hair journey, my natural hair journey mm. in a nutshell. But, um, yeah, after I get married and when I'm pregnant, I'm chopping it off again. <laughs> I'd love to, I'd honestly love to try it. Yeah. I'd love to do it. I'm like I'm growing my hair as well. Yeah, <laughs> your hair's so long. I'm trying to grow it as long as I possibly yeah. can. Like I'm doing at the moment. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried it—the rice um, water like mask. Thing. I haven't. I haven't. I have seen it. Yeah, I've, I've been doing it every week for like a couple mm-hmm. of months now, and so I'm actually noticing that at least it's thicker. You, it's a lot thicker. Do you buy rice water or do you just clean rice no. and use up? 
Yeah, I just clean rice and then um, put some jasmine oil in it so it doesn't stink of mm-hmm. rice. Leave it in like a cup or something for about 12 hours max uh, minimum. Mm-hmm. And then once it's all the water's like changed colour and stuff, you could I pour it into a spray bottle and spray it all yeah. over my head and then massage it. And I'll do that for about an hour, like just massaging and putting you can more keep, water in. You can keep the rice water for like the next time as well. Do you keep it sitting or do you, you can, throw it away? It smells. Oh. I, I normally just use it all up and I only make small, small, small portions. Okay. Yeah. But it's it's worth it. Like yeah. I definitely think it's worth it. I'm definitely noticing I'm the difference. Ju- I'm just thinking I'm not really cleaning rice every week. <laughs> it doesn't take that long yeah but no it's if not, you do a little bit yeah but it's not about like it taking long to clean rice it's about wasting the rice mm. i know because i'm not I'm, but if it's a small amount yeah but i'm not eating it do you know what i mean mm. and so i need to be waste. i like if i'm having the sunday dinner and i'm cooking rice then yeah mm. but because i don't always cook sunday dinner every single week because especially if i'm busy or if i'm out yeah, it's more about it's more about wasting the rice. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this is what happens when you live by yourself, and it's just like look, I can't be wasting no food. I actually had to buy. I had, mm. to, I had to buy the rice, you know. So it's like there's no way I'm wasting it. <laughs> I like I have a, look. I I don't have those connects to get those big bags of rice because I ain't eating rice like that either. <laughs> so I'm just getting like you know the normal the normal. Um, Aldi portion, you know, like what the white people yeah. buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of the the Costco, the Costco size. <laughs> you can get the big ones in supermarkets. I sometimes yeah. see them, I think. Yeah, I have to, but then ugh, that's that's heavy to carry. Yeah, exactly. How would I ever carry that? And it's home? like, I'm just not <laughs> eating rice like that. <laughs> mm. And where would you store it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll take up the whole like obviously I'll just put stuff on top of it but it just it's yeah. just wrong but um <laughs> yeah shall we shall we inject it <laughs> yeah yeah so mine this week it links to the topic a little bit so um happiness is an inside job don't assign anyone to have that much power over your life so uh, you have control of you know own happiness and if you don't like something you can change it mm-hmm. about your appearance as well but like sometimes don't just don't fucking back blackfish please stop <laughs> trying to look black leave us alone stop trying to take our look you don't even wear it well um i know yeah. i'm bored of it I'm very bored but yeah what's yours um <laughs> okay i think i'm gonna inject um to do with hair journeys and stuff like that whatever your hair journey is um be patient and be kind to yourself like we always go through the stages where we we're in awkward hair length or it's just like oh what is going Mm. on with my hair today don't know what's happening um but just like just be patient try and experiment remember just like keep trying different styles so like even like with kind of just braiding like your own hair or twisting your own hair naturally without without extensions just sometimes to just give Mm. yourself a break like when I get bored of my hair I will plait my own hair just to have a break um from seeing it and then just letting Mm. it letting it letting it just grow for that month and then and then later then I can see my afro again and I can just have a, a new love for it um 
But yeah, so I'm just going to say, be patient with your hair journey is you're going to have those days where it's just like, oh my gosh, what do I look like? But remember that you are beautiful. Your hair is beautiful and you got this. However you choose to do your hair, that's whether you wear wigs, braids, um, have out your Afro. Um, yeah, no matter what hair type. So that's, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's my injector. Love that. Cool. Um, I just thought of something. Sorry, just one last thing. Mm. I remember in year five, I cut a fringe because <laughs> I wanted to look like Gabriella from High School Musical. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Gabriella. I cut a fringe. Not Gabriella. Yeah, I know. We always seem to end up talking about High School Musical. Uh, but, I love High School um, Musical. My mum was still brushing my hair at the time, like year five. And the morning after I'd done it, I just sat down in front of my mum and I was like, hopefully she doesn't notice. <laughs> notice it straight away. <laughs> I lied at first. She was like, have you cut your hair? I was like, no, what What do you mean? <laughs> and I had these little short bits and obviously like curly fringes have got to be cut specifically. Yeah. I just got the scissors and went chop, 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 yeah. chop. Massive well, thick all, clumps all in the front of my head. All fringes need to be cut specifically actually because mm, <laughs> there was a time, okay. I'm sorry, this isn't even about, this isn't even a black girl, but like... <laughs> There was this girl in our school and I remember she came in one day, like she wasn't in my year or anything. She was in a couple of years below. Like she had like bleach blonde hair and she came in one day and her fringe was sticking out of her head. I hate that. It was like, you know, when it's like, I know the look, like they've clearly cut it incorrectly and it was just sticking out, like feathering out from her forehead. And like I remember seeing shock. like being like, what is going on? Why did she do that? Why did she cut her own fringe? Because she looked awful. Like she can't even straighten it to bump it down. It's just <laughs> at least clip it back oh or wear a headband. Literally, no, but it's too short. She'd cut it too short. Nah, I'd I'd shave it off. I'd, <laughs> not just that bit, the whole head. I'd have to get rid. Shave off the whole head. <laughs> oh my gosh, so mad. Anyway, guys, thank you guys for joining us. Mm. We hope that you liked this episode. Um, yeah, so we are Injected Podcast at Injected underscore pod on Instagram, on Twitter, tweet us, DM us, do whatever you like. Um, hopefully we'll have an injections unfiltered for you guys um, to join in next week. Well, when this episode comes out, so you can be joining our episode following mm-hmm. week um please join in because you know yeah as usual i'm coming with the violence so please join in um <laughs> yeah and you can fill out our google forms which will be linked in our link tree or you can dm us or you can tweet us anything anything we will find it um yeah so thank you guys for joining us i'm alexandra at a l x n d r underscore n i c on instagram I am Diana at D-E-A-N-N-N-A-B underscore on Instagram. Oh, I remember this week. Go and give us a follow. Yeah, and I know. <laughs> I, I, I was very, um, you, you yeah, looked, I was making sure that I wasn't going to forget. You looked before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's written it. down in front of me. <laughs> um, yeah, so give us a follow. And thank you guys for joining.